Well, we are at the octave day of Easter, which means the eighth day after Easter. And does that mean the Easter season is over? No. We're just one week in to the seven weeks of Easter, right? It means we got seven more weeks of celebration that Jesus is risen. Um, so today is a special reading because it's the reading of uh, one of Jesus' apparitions. and Well, two of Jesus' apparitions, right? And the story of doubt and the story of how the apostles had to go and try to tell one of their brothers about the resurrection of Christ when he hadn't been there. So Thomas is in a little, a little bit of a way he's kind of like us, right? None of us were there when Jesus appeared. And someone had to come and tell us about it. And the challenge of this gospel is, are you going to believe or are you not going to believe? When someone tells you about something that is kind of crazy and kind of hard to believe, are you going to be like Thomas and say, no, unless Jesus appears to me personally... I'm not going to believe. Or are you going to accept it? Accept the testimony of somebody else and believe through the faith of someone else. That, I think, is the core of this gospel today. Anyway, I wanted to talk about the first reading, too. Um, Maybe Eugenio, he's always bragging about being one of the OG missionaries, right? Um, Because he was there on October 18th, was it? Something like that. When we had five missionaries. Can you believe that? Just five missionaries and me and Father Jarek out in the streets of Hamilton. Um, in November, we had 20 missionaries, right? Like the night before, we had like 10. And overnight, there were 10 people who signed up. It's pretty crazy, you know? Um, it grows. And then in December, the same thing happened. I went to a conquest meeting in Milton, right? You guys were there. It was the night of your, your Christmas pageant. It was kind of... Uh, Scary, the Christmas pageant. But we had, that night, that night, I think three or four of you signed up, right? So the same thing happened in December. Just the night before, a whole bunch of people signed up for the mission, and we had like 25 on that mission, you know? And I don't know if you guys have, uh, have seen the Instagrams of other missions around the world. Probably not. But I follow almost all of them. There's missions in Colombia. I have a priest friend in Argentina. I did missions in Rome. I used to do missions with the kids in Rome, and they did them again this year everyone's posting and some of them have posts of like hundreds of missionaries who were gathered for holy week missions and were out on the streets of their towns and evangelizing and doing good for the poor it's really exciting you know and it makes you feel like this is a movement this is happening all over the place and you guys got to be a part of it you know you got to be a part of the first holy week missions here in ontario i mean we've had stuff on good friday before right but the first like three-day Holy Week missions here in Ontario, right? And even here in Ontario, there were missions in Toronto and missions in Hamilton at the same time as our missions in Kitchener. And the ones in Toronto had 60 people. They weren't staying overnight. They were families with kids and stuff. Maui was there, right? Um, it was amazing, you know? So in, in all, I think there were like 150 missionaries here in, here in Ontario. And in Calgary, they had missions as well. It was snowing in Calgary. Man, we're so lucky we have good weather here, right? So I think, I think this is kind of like what happened in the first reading today. Maybe it went by kind of fast, thanks to Matthew. But there's this line here that says, More than ever, believers were added to the Lord, great numbers of both men and women. Right? This is after Pentecost, when the disciples finally leave the house where they're kind of you know, hiding away for fear. Right? They get filled with the Holy Spirit. They go out. They're courageous. They go out into the streets and they start preaching about Jesus. And the the Acts of the Apostles says this. 
more than ever, believers were added to the Lord, great numbers of both men and women. The numbers are growing, right? We see that when people go out to evangelize, the numbers start to grow. Um, you know, and in the gospel today, like I was saying, we have this, this challenge of people who experience something, they experience something in Christ, they, they have an experience of him, of his resurrection, the, the 10 apostles who were left, right, without Thomas, you know, Judas didn't count anymore. So there were 11, Thomas wasn't there, so there were 10 in the, in the room when, Peter, when Jesus appeared to them. And they have this challenge of going out to tell Thomas what they saw. You know? It's kind of the challenge that we face when we have to go out and tell the world what we've experienced, that we've experienced Christ. You know, some of you posted on Instagram some of your experience, you know? And if you read Miguel's post, you're like, dude, why, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Because the English was so, you know, broken and... and um, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to express what you've experienced, you know? Something about adoration and prayer, and at the end he was like, just pray, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So so I took a screenshot of it, you know. I'm going to post it on the website. So, no, just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> when we've experienced something, something amazing, when we've experienced Christ, it's hard to share it. To, to share it with someone is always hard. To share a powerful experience with someone is always a challenge. But that's the challenge of the Christian life. That's the challenge that we have as Christians. It's like the joyful act of the apostles of, of running out to share with the rest of the world uh, what happened to them. You know, And what we're sharing is about a person that we've met. The person is Jesus Christ. And he's not just any person. He's the greatest person in the world, the greatest person ever to exist. He's the one who heals us and the one who saves us and the one who died for us. And if you've experienced a little bit of the joy of knowing that Christ loves you and that he's died for you and that he's forgiven you, then you've got that challenge of going out to share Christ with others. It's, it's something that takes great courage, but I think that uh, we can have that courage when we're, when we're confident in Christ, when we've experienced him. Um, the second reading today has this line, do not be afraid. It's the words of Christ speaking to John, who's writing the, the book of Revelation. He says, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last, the one who lives. Once I was dead, but now I am alive forever and ever. That gives us confidence. The one that we're sharing with the world is the one who has conquered death, who's alive, right? And he's given us this joy. So we have to overcome our fears. We have to become the apostles who can go out and share and share with others, right? Like those... Ten apostles who had to try and convince Thomas. You know, you can imagine them with him. They're like, Thomas, we were all there. We really saw him. He's really alive. And he's like, no, I'm not going to believe it. You know, imagine like ten of you trying to convince one of you who's not, who wasn't there of, of Jesus' resurrection, right? And he's, so, he's still so stubborn, right? Um, maybe the people around us are kind of like another Thomas. You know, they don't quite get it. But I think that in addition to our testimony and to sharing with them what we've seen and what we've experienced, we can also show them in a certain way, right? Maybe some of you experienced that on Holy Week missions that, you know, you heard beforehand from Eugenio that missions are awesome, missions are awesome, missions are awesome, right? And then, and then and the others who had been there before too, right? And then, and then you got to see for yourself, you know? And, and it's, a, it's a way of experiencing Christ indirectly, right? Through adoration and through the experience of the community, right? But you got to experience the joy. And that's what we have to do, right? So our little community here, uh, it's meant to be like the community of the first church in the Acts of the Apostles. One that's constantly growing, right? One where we invite people to come in. And where people, when they come in, they don't feel like 
oh man, this is a little group that's kind of exclusive and they all know each other, but they don't want me to, be, to join them, right? We've got to be like the real church that welcomes people and that brings people in and that, and that grows and shares our experience with others.